0: Hello and welcome to the Roman League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout Tyler Roman. In today's episode, I'm going to go through the Commanders 2022 NFL draft class. The team ended up with eight picks. There were some I liked, and others left me scratching my head a little bit. Um, either way, you know, hopefully this turns out to be a productive draft class for the franchise. No one knows what's going to happen two days after the draft, but you know, based off on evaluations, of course, people are going to make their assumptions. So, um, either way, like I said, hopefully this is a very, very productive draft class for this organization because they really need it. I'll take a quick look at the draft classes around the NFC East. Having said all that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here we go. So obviously the first round pick. They had pick 11. Uh, They decided to trade back even though Jamison Williams, uh, Kyle Hamilton, and even Chris Olave were on the board. I would have taken uh, Jamison Williams or Kyle Hamilton. But, you know, you can't argue with getting the picks they got back, getting a third and fourth round pick and then turning that fourth round pick into two f- fifths. So, you know, they did what they thought was best. They said basically from the jump pre-draft and the pre-draft press conferences, they were looking to trade back. They didn't really hold any secrets. Everyone knew that was a possibility. So they did what they, you know, set out. They accomplished what they set out to do. Drop back five spots. Still got a very good receiving prospect at Jahan Dotson. I am a big fan of Jahan Dotson. I thought he was more... Not gonna to go to like the 22. I thought he was more in play starting the 22nd pick going to the Packers at 22 and you know 22 to 30, you know, through the first round. Maybe I thought his absolute worst he was probably going maybe 32 to the Lions. Obviously, the Lions traded up to get Jameson Williams at pick 12, anyways. Um, but either way, uh, John Doss, I don't mind them beating at 16. Yes, yeah, so it was a little rich for me, but either way, maybe five or six pits the most. I mean, if that's a guy you like, you go get him. So it doesn't really matter. He had ninety-one catches, eleven 1, hundred, eighty-two yards last year, and twelve touchdowns. Um Based off of really poor quarterback play, Ron Rivera said as much in the post presser after round one on Thursday night. Dotson's a guy that, uh, playing the slot, playing the outside, really, really strong hands, probably one of the best hands in the class, best set of hands in the class. Um, he attacks the ball very well, especially for a smaller receiver. He goes up and gets it. He's not afraid of it. Um, he's pretty good after the catch as well. Slender build, obviously, uh, 5'11", 178-ish. Um, so either way, um, you know he, he he's gonna be maybe hope put on some muscle as he gets the NFL. Obviously, I think Ron prepared with Steve Smith and Deshaun Jackson. Steve Smith was built like a truck. It, Dots is not built like him at all. But maybe play style you, you could see a little bit. He's obviously more built like Deshaun Jackson. And obviously the favorite comp that I've heard is you know my favorite player going up Santana Moss. So if Jahan Dotson could be like Santana, that would be an absolute steal for this franchise to get him a pick sixteen and someone that can you know come in and be Terry's running mate um, right away and Curtis Samuel's running Curtis Samuel's running mate as well so you know and Dotson's a guy at Penn State didn't really have much help around him so I know the team really valued that you know guys like Ohio State where you know they have so many weapons whether it be Olave, Garrett Wilson, um, Jackson Smith and Nigba, who's going to be probably a top 10 pick next year Um, so you know Dotson had to do it all on his own I know I know that really attracted him to Ron and Mayu and everyone in the organization so um, he's going to hopefully he's going to have a better quarterback here with Carson Wentz he's going to have attention away from Obviously Terry's the number one option in this offense. So hopefully Doss can take a lot of opportunities over the middle um in the slot um and down the field. Because that's obviously what the team brought him to do. Second round pick, Binary Mathis from Alabama. Um that was high for me. I, I thought he was, even he said himself, he thought it would be a third or fourth-round pick, and I kind of agreed. Um, I thought they should have went with Jaquan Brisker, the safety from Penn State, um, just because they need another Buffalo nickel to take over from Landon Collins. And Brisker, I think, would have really done a really good job filling that role. Um, but, you know, Fidarian's a guy that is really good against the run. He had a really nice year last year, rushing the passer and nine sacks, 53 tackles. I don't know if he's going to have that capability in the NFL. Maybe he's more of a four or five sec guy in the NFL at his peak. Um, but obviously, he's coming in as a rotational piece for this year and probably taking over for Deron Payne in 2023. It seems like Deron is this is his last year here. I thought they should have planned better for that. They should have signed, settle, kept ionitis, and maybe trade Deron this year to get something for form. But now it looks like they can't They can't do that now. I mean, even with Mathis in the fold, you're not going to want to start Mathis right away. So, um Payne probably will walk after next year, hopefully get a comp pick for him. Mathis will take over in 2023, but this year, obviously, he's going to get, you know, 40 50% of the snaps, uh, rotating in, because that's what this team is line likes to do. Um, so, you know, Mathis, like I said, he, he's good against the run. He has good hand movements. Um, so I think he, he he can be a good, you know, NFL starter in this league. I just thought his potential isn't that high for a second-round pick. The third round, you got Brian Robinson Jr. running back from Alabama. This is the first pick that they got back, or second pick, I guess you want to say, from the Saints trade. Um... I would have gone with Damon Pierce from Florida. I'm just a bigger fan of him. But, you know, Robinson Jr., I did mention him on John Connors podcast a few weeks ago as well. I thought he was an option. Um, he's a really big bruiser, you know, 6'1", over 220 pounds. This, that's what this team needs. They wanted someone to, you know, change the pace from Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. Um, again, I, it was a little high for me. I would have probably seen Robinson in the fourth round. Not against it. Like I said, he hasn't had much mileage on his tires, considering he didn't really get his chance to a senior year playing behind Najee Harris, Damian Harris. Um you know josh jacobs guys like that so brian robinson you know had 271 carries 1343 yards good for a five yard ypc last year and um he also had 35 catches and 296 yards at the backfield so um you know he's a guy he had, he had an amazing college football semifinal final game against He ran over 200 yards like you know mvp of the game so he has some, he definitely has some capabilities i like that he's going to come in and be the bruiser and take some pressure off of antonio gibson i just maybe would have gone with someone else but either way i'm not too mad at that pick in fourth round pick 113 you had know, safety percy butler from louisiana i'm not gonna lie to you i didn't really do too much study on him um i thought he was gonna go a little later from what i've you know looked at so far but you know, six foot 194 he definitely is more of a pure free safety and you know maybe that means he's taken over by mccain in a year or two um but i know ron mentioned him being in the buffalo nickel as well um so he's a little small for that i think of that role yeah 194 but if they think he could do it you might as well give him a shot he is a hard hitter um but he also is almost hit or miss he's either gonna knock you out or he's gonna whiff on a tackle so he's gonna to need to correct that be a little more consistent he had 60 tackles last year three interceptions total in his career at louisiana um, obviously played in a smaller competition you know playing for louisiana but um obviously ron and the organization feels more comfortable with him being able to assimilate to the nfl um talent level hopefully soon so yeah as a fourth rounder you know he's going to contribute right away on social teams he's probably the best gunner in the class or one of them Maybe takes over for Troy afke or at least plays on the opposite side of Afke. So um, in special team situation, the punt formation. So either way, Butler, I think, was, you know, hopefully a good pick. Like I said, maybe he's a free safety. He started for safety for this team in a year or two. First pick in the fifth round, they picked quarterback Sam Howell from UNC. I have no problem with it at all. You know, he probably could have been more of a third-round pick. I think it was a really good pick for where they got him. It shouldn't bring too much pressure on Carson. I hope his ego is fine with it. Obviously, he has some trouble with that in Philly, but he's a fifth-round pick. I mean, the, the, Sam L. hopefully will be your backup by next year, taking over for Heineke in 2023. And if he turns into something great, better than that, awesome. But, like, at this point, the way he was drafted, I think it was an absolute great volume pick for Washington. Last year, 3,000 yards over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions, over 800 yards on the ground, which is something he didn't show in his first years in North Carolina, but at a necessity with so much talent they lost to the NFL, he had kind of had to do a little bit of everything. So, um... You know, in his sophomore year, he had 3,586 yards, 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. His freshman year, he had 38 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. A true freshman in the ACC. And he was really impressive. So a lot of people were talking to him as a top 10 pick after that freshman year. And now Washington got him in the first pick of the fifth round. So you got to love where they got him. You got to love the potential that he has. At the very worst, I think he's going to be a really good backup for this team. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe with more development and seasoning, he could be a starter for them in a couple years. But, again, I think that was the best value pick for this team. They pick 149 the second pick in the fifth round they picked tight end cole turner from nevada another guy I really like, 6 240 he brings some talent and some height to this offense especially in the tight end room um uh, they needed another receiving threat you know john bates has been a really good blocker and he's going to get better as a receiver as he did last year samus reyes no one knows what sam reyes is going to be obviously he's only played one year for organized professional football organized football in general um so cole Turner is a guy that had 62 catches 677 yards and 10 touchdowns 19 touchdowns total these last few years in nevada um definitely a jump ball especially see the former basketball player not the best blocker but like i said he's getting more of a receiving threat for this team that's what they need at the tight end role right now um with john bates kind of locking down that blocking role and hopefully logan's back week one but if not you're looking at john bates and Cole turner i guess and you know, maybe they bring in another journeyman tight end for the time being but um again all, all hope is that logan will be back week one but if not turner could have a really big role in this t- for this team early in the season the seventh round pick at pick 230 the big guard chris paul from tulsa um Obviously, it's funny that, you know, there's a guard, Chris Ball, one of the best guards in the NBA history, Chris Ball, uh, um, for the Phoenix Suns, but this guy's Chris Ball, much bigger Chris Paul. He's a guard, obviously, different kind of guard, 6'4", 323 pounds. He played tackle at Tulsa as well. Love the versatility that he brings. He says he's more comfortable playing as a guard, and I think it shows as well. Um, he had a great 40 time in the combine run a four eight nine. That's a great, great number for a guy that size, so uh, he, he's another really good depth piece for this team. They needed it, especially after losing Sheriff. Someone that can come in and rotate, not rotate, or at least play behind guys like Wes Schweitzer and uh, Andrew Norwell and Sadiq Charles. So, again, hopefully another good pick in the seventh round. And the last pick in the seventh round for them to pick 240, cornerback Christian Holmes from Oklahoma State. Um 6-1, 205 39 tackles and interception last year long arms for his size um, someone then come in hopefully play some press for them obviously i don't think they don't play they don't play much press anyways but um, they needed more depth in that cornerback room um, and having them there to compete with guys like apke and danny johnson to make the roster at the back end of that cornerback spot will exactly where he's gonna you know try to compete and hopefully make this team you're looking a little bit around the nfc east you have the cowboys taking tackle tyler smith from tulsa um, he could play guard and tackle looks like he'll probably play right tackle for them considering they lost Lyle Collins or excuse me, they cut Lyle Collins and ended up signing with his Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he's a little raw, but I think he can be a very good player for Dallas. I don't know how well he's going to be in year one, but you know, year two, year three, he can be a good first round pick for them. They pick edge rusher Sam Williams from Ole second round. That was a little high, but he is a very good, very good, very good off the edge. He gets pushed around a lot in the run game, but it's someone that they value to take over that Randy Gregory role. Jalen Tolbert was probably my favorite pick for them or wide receiver for South Alabama. I like Tolbert a lot, and he did really well at the Senior Bowl and did really well in his you know, four-year career at South Alabama. Um, bigger guy at 6'2", really strong hands, consistent hands, plays above the rim a lot. So I think it's a good pick for Dallas. I think he's someone that can come in and take some targets um, that were lost from Mario Cooper. Obviously Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are the top two receivers for them, but they also signed James Washington from Pittsburgh in the last season well. But Tolbert is a guy that can come and be their third receiver sooner rather than later. And unfortunately they did I mean they did pick linebacker Dama, Damone Clark from LSU, I mentioned him out on John hines podcast a few weeks ago as well. Someone that I think could be a really good player in this league, but he has that spinal injury, probably gonna miss all of 2022, but in 2023 he could be a starting linebacker for you. So Dallas went with the long, long play here, second straight year. They picked an LSU linebacker, they picked Jabrall Cox jabral Cox excuse me, Jabril Cox last year. Um and getting Damone Clark this year is someone they can rest and you know learn behind guys like Van Der Esch and Micah Parsons and hopefully take over for them in twenty twenty three. Uh, the Giants had a great top 10, you know, picking Kayvon Thibodeau, I think was a really good pick for them. He went fifth. He is number one overall talent. A lot of people didn't like his eccentric attitude or eccentric interests off the field, whether it's wanting to be in TV and media and stuff like that. But if he's going to fit perfect in New York for that, um, and he's a guy that can be a double-edged sack guy. I mean, I feel he's a lot of talent, um, someone that, you know, hopefully Cosme and Charles Leno can, you know, hold up with um when they play him twice a year um then they pick evan Neal on the seventh pick now they're really good pick for them he's a the number one number one talent kind of guy too that you know before the year Thibodeau and evan neal were talked about being the number one overall pick the giants got them both in the top 10 evan neal is going to come in and be the right tackle from day one if they're going to keep andrew thomas on the left side but neal is going to be a great tackle for them like i said they've had a horrible offensive line for years and neal is going to be someone that can hopefully help them uh, accomplish you know finally keeping um Daniel jones whoever quarterback is upright and then the last pick i'll talk about is one robinson from the second round from Kentucky he's a guy i really liked i thought he was gonna be more of a third or fourth round pick so i think they overdrafted him but he is someone that i am intrigued by i love the way that he is a tough competitor in the middle of the field um he's taking hits i've seen against in, in, in the bowl game they had where he he was knocked out but two plays later he scored the game when he touched down so um he has a lot of good versatility to him he can play him a play him outside play him in that backfield as well um he, he's very similar to Kadarius tony so i'm kind of surprised why they took him and took him that high but he's someone that i think this regime obviously really likes and someone that maybe pushes tony out the door eventually and then lastly you have the eagles they had a great draft i don't think anyone can deny that getting jordan davis with their first round pick someone that eventually is going to take over fletcher cox and pair with him for the time being he's a stud i mean he has a great combine. i've said that multiple times but he's a guy that can is going to be a really hard to run against and move move in the run game russian's ontario line is gonna have a handful when they play philly twice a year now with jordan davis um leading that in the middle of the interior that davis line for philly so that was a great pick for them getting aj brown was absolutely one of the draft for them like and one of the best best moves of the draft total like only having to give it a first and a third for him a young guy 24 years old only going to get better Yes, they did give him a four-year 100 million dollar contract but aj brown has top 10 wide receiver talent potential if he's not there already he can get there so and in pairing him with Devonte smith the eagles finally have great a one-two puncher receiver um so that's gonna be huge for them huge for jalen hurts jalen hurts has no excuse now playing with guys like aj brown and like i said devontae smith and even miles sanders in the backfield and um got her to tight end so aj brown was Yes, yeah, not a draft pick, but it was an absolute great move for the Eagles and someone that's going to really put them right with Dallas and you know hopefully Washington as well to compete for to win this title, NFC title in 2022. Cameron Juergens was a good pick for them in the second round, someone that's going to probably take over J- Jason Kelsey in the next year or two. Kelsey maybe only play for another year or two. He's kind of said that himself in his own words. So Juergens is the guy who will be their center long term. And then they also got another steal of the draft game, Jacoby Dean from Georgia. Jacoby dropped, it seems like, for medicals. He had a pec injury that apparently... Teams were worried that he didn't get surgery on, but I mean, he if he is first-round talent. He's undersized for that middle linebacker position, but the Eagles have had you know pretty poor middle linebacker play for the last four or five years now. But Jacoby Dean's a guy that could be a great middle linebacker in this league, top ten, top fifteen middle linebacker in the league, in my in my opinion, just the way he plays, the attitude he plays with, and the instincts, instinctual play that he has is going to be something that's going to be very valuable for Philly. So Philly had a very good draft. If I had to rank these draft classes, and and I would go Philly number one, uh, the Giants number two, Washington number. Three in Dallas, number four. Well, with that, that will conclude this rumor around league episode. The Commanders may turn six picks into eight picks with a few trade backs. I would have held third to eleven, but they valued, you know, quantity over quality. I, I was a big Kyle Hamilton, James Williams fan, but you know, I also think the Dotson will be a great fit in the wide receiver core, and was probably my favorite pick for this team um, in the 2022 draft class. Hopefully, he takes pressure off Terry McCorn and Curtis Samuel right away. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout21 and Instagram at Roman underscore pod Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.